Hey everybody, it's Eric Balance coming to you with the Resilient Minds Podcast, where I feature beautiful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts in their field, where they help us discover their X factor, their experience of life, only to discover how they were able to accomplish and find out their why factor, their big why, their purpose in life. So join me as we get to discover the beauty of our minds and how can we really continue to go after the biggest and most wildest dreams while we continue to pursue and manifest our greatest intelligence that comes from the heart. Also, if you haven't, go check out the new alignment course that I've created at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment, A-L-I-G-N-M-E-N-T. See you on the show. Well, welcome everybody to the Resilient Minds podcast. I'm excited. I'm grateful. I'm deeply, um, you know, like ready to announce my dear friend, Lauren, who's here with us because, you know, we've met a few times, but we really connected deeply in Tulum um, at Gerard's mastermind event where I feel like we've like built this like really powerful bond, this powerful like brotherly sister connection. And I honestly feel like you have this like wisdom upon wisdom, but I'd love because I, you know, I can share a lot of great things about you. I'd love to hear you know, what are you up to in the world right now, Lauren? What are you doing in the planet? And where are you located right now? So well, we could start there. I am located in Miami Beach right now. Um, I love living in Miami. I moved here three and a half years ago and have really made it home. So it's, it's a beautiful place for anyone to visit. And uh, what's beautiful also is that this community of light workers is really shifting here. And there's a lot of light being anchored on that pla- on the planet here. Um, and that's what I'm doing a lot of. That is what I'm doing here in this world right now is anchoring light, anchoring the authentic self, anchoring truth, anchoring honesty, um, and clearing some old timelines clearing old patterns for myself, for my lineage, for my clients, for their lineages. So we can all live with our, in our truth as our most authentic self and who we were born into this world to be before our parents, teachers, society, boyfriends, girlfriends, lovers, Mm. partners, fucked us up and uh, changed that path. Now I help people. I love it. (laughs) I, I honestly love it. And, you know, you know, we talk about this mastery that you've created, you know, like your master sound healer, you have this like intuitive medium connection, you're a Reiki master, like, what does this bring to <clears throat> the people that you serve? Because I know that you're, you, we, you know, we can talk about NLP, hypnosis, all these different integrations. But I think that what's really what's really unique about you is is these top three like these mastery skills that you have, which is like the medium, the the the, the reiki, the sound healing. Like these are the really unique concepts that I think is becoming way more, way more new world, way more like 
common, you know, uh, and you've been doing it for quite a long time. So how do you adapt that and really, how does, has that like shown up in your experience uh, through all of the life's or lifetime that you've lived so far, how has that shown up in contributing that to your big purpose, your mission today? So it's, it's interesting because the Reiki, um, my mediumship and the sound healing is something I've been doing now for the last five years, um, all those pieces joining together. Prior to doing this work, I was working in Manhattan as a private chef and holistic health coach with clients recovering from food, drug, and alcohol addiction. Prior to that, I was working in corporate America. And at the end of my corporate America career, I kept hearing this message. You are here to help people heal. You are here to help people heal. You are here to help people heal. And I was like, I have no idea what this means. I don't really understand it, but I decided to follow that path with a little push from, from the universe. And that's what enrolled me into school to be the health coach. That's what pushed me to then become a private chef. Um, prior to doing that, I knew how to make really good reservations, but I didn't actually know how to cook, but God wanted me to learn how to cook. So I learned the mastery of fire first in the kitchen. That was my first alchemy was, was through cooking. And I became like a kitchen wizard. Um, and then within my other gifts, what happened was five years ago, my best friend passed away and the day he crossed over, he began communicating with me. I had no idea that I was a medium, but I knew that at the time I was 32 years old and my best friend, he was 36. And I was like, Oh no, no, no. Like, I don't know. This doesn't make sense, but we don't, I don't, I don't think it just ends here. And for me, that was actually the beginning that was the beginning of this brand new life. So to me, it's almost like I'm this five-year-old newborn who's getting to learn life in the way that I was always meant to live it. And in going back now and doing all the work I do now, I've been able to see myself at three, four months old on a changing table, seeing spirits, but so scared and not having the voice and words at that age to share the experience I was having. So I turned it all off. So what's interesting to me is the amount of people that are waking up right now and we're turning on and we're remembering because there's so much light anchored in the world that it feels safer to go in and do it. And it doesn't feel, um, there's a different, it, 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 listen, there are moments where it's still heavy, but I know for me, I feel so safe and protected and sure of myself in this work now in a way that I can't question anything because I know how real this is um, for myself first and foremost, and then to bring it to my clients who are also having these experiences. I love it. And I think that that's the first thing that we need to identify with is like self, right? So, um, you know, I always talk about like building this, this self image first, you know, that we've needed to like build for so long this identity. And it's interesting because we actually need to like let go of that. You know, we need to let go of this identity and this like image only to, to, really come back to ourselves and it's in building that relationship with ourselves this new one maybe this five-year-old one that should have just always stayed 
<laughs> that should have been like the playfulness within us on a regular on a, on, a, on a regular pattern how do you feel when people are talking you know i mean at the end of the day i know that in the past i was very apprehensive around this this entity of medium or connecting to a different um you know realm and so when people come to you and like they're like you know you're medium what do you mean like what does that mean what does that say um and by the way like spending time with you and feeling the energy and can and you connecting to uh you know like my grandfather is really powerful fucking shit like it's like for anybody that's listening um lauren was able to like without really knowing me like and knowing the relationship that i had with my grandfather was able to like dissect and connect literally very powerful distinctions that she would have never known because i would never said it to her things that my grandpa and i like had you know and so this is something that i strongly you know believe in and i'm also very conscious of the fact that i didn't at one point you know so i guess my and the reason i'm asking this is because if there's anybody listening and they're like you know like fuck you eric you know like you know lauren whatever <laughs> like like what you're talking shit i i want to like debunk all of that bullshit you know that that people are assuming yeah because i think that there's there's intellect and intelligence that's constantly being nourished and given to us from a different source of intelligence from each other and you know we're we're at the end of the day healers healing each other and I, you know i believe that you know this learn but what do you say i'm curious to know what do you say when 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 individuals or if somebody were to come on here and say hey like that's bullshit like what what would you say what, what how do you how do you go through that type of um dissonance so to speak so it, it can be different with each person because i'll really feel into someone's energy and that's how i'll know what they need to hear but like my favorite way to break it down for people is like listen I get where you're at. Five years ago, I was in the same place. I grew up on Long Island in a Jewish household. I'm like your basic Jewish girl from Long Island. Like that is like what I would have defined myself in as a box before. But when my best friend died and he began communicating with me, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to figure out what this is. So I get not believing in it. And I get if people are uncomfortable about it and I don't blame anyone because I didn't, I didn't talk about mediums growing up. It wasn't something I knew about, but with that, I didn't, and I didn't want to talk about it for a long time. When my mediumship first started, I was uncomfortable. Um, my own parents were wondering if I was having a nervous breakdown. If, if like, Oh God, our, our good child has officially lost it. What happened to the good one? Um, but I had a client session early on in my Reiki journey and her stepfather came through to me and I didn't know who it was at first, but I, I just shared with her the message and it, it went something along the lines of, 
this message is coming through for you and I feel really called to share it. And it's, it's about the moving, the movie finding Nemo, right? I I'm just sharing a message that I'm receiving. And the next thing I know, my client is hysterical crying. And it turns out that that was the last movie she had seen with her stepfather. It was something that was really important to them. And prior to his death, she had, you know, she was a teenage girl and she had been really nasty with him and and had a lot of guilt. And through me sharing this with her, he was able to fully come through and we were able to come to a place where she was able to have closure in the situation with her stepfather and move forward and release this guilt. And it was in that moment that I saw how powerful mediumship was, not in a sense of like, oh, I want to talk to someone I love, but the healing. And as you said before, you know, when you're around it, the energy you feel when I channel spirit, when I, when I, when I do this, I only ask for messages of the highest good to come through. So I I only channel pure love and light. That's it. Nothing else will come through me. I have total and utter clear boundaries with the universe that I will not channel anything other than pure love and light energy. So to me, I believe mediumship is one of the most healing parts of the work that I do. While I don't advertise myself as a medium, I more call myself a channel because I think that people can relate to that a little bit easier um, because I'm a channel for the spirit world. I love it. I love it. And I think I agree with that. I mean, um, now there's something that I'd like to challenge you on because channeling is something that I have learned from another master that is like something that um, it maybe is, is being deconstructed with the language that we're using. Perhaps do you think that this may be just wisdom that you hold that is being actually activated inside of you? I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, as soon as you said it, my body's like lighting up. It's like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. And there's definitely a part of me sometimes that um, downplays that a little bit um, and allows myself to show up as... I'm a channel. I'm here. I'm doing God's work because I am doing God's work. This is the work that I've been chosen to do in this lifetime. But yeah, this is so much um, wisdom and knowledge that is being reawakened and remembered within myself. And that's why, you know, even in my bio on my website, many years ago, I wrote, I will always do the work I am guided to do to continue to go further so I can take my clients that far because I can only, I can only take clients as far as I'm willing to go. So if I were to have stopped, then, then that's where my relationship with those clients ends or anyone in my life. But I am someone in human design, I'm a three, five, a martyr heretic. So I like to really dig my feet in and, and play in the mud and, and learn everything about myself um, so I can teach from that place. But, yeah. Is it a, a, three, a three five generator or a three five? Generator. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so you have a lot of energy. Tons of energy. Tons. Yeah, I, and, but it's, it's also knowing for me, I have to remember when to shut down, when to stop, when to spend time with myself reflecting and going inward because I can put out so much. 
I can resonate with that. I definitely, although, although I don't know how I create energy. Um, I mean, I know, I know where it comes from because it's like, as long as I'm being guided um, and I'm following purpose, I'm a single authority manifester, but manifestors need a lot of rest. And um, however, if I'm being guided by purpose, which is the single authority. And for me, the single authority is through my heart. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Beautiful. <laughs> I can go, I can go forever. Like I can, I can, like, as long as I'm being guided by purpose, um, which is it's so funny. Cause now that I know myself a lot better, it's like, it's interesting how that all comes to, like, we start to like, really, it's like, of course, you know, like that makes so much sense. So tell me, you know, today, um, when a client like is going through some deep trauma, you know, like, what would you suggest? Like, what's the first thing? Cause sound healing has been a really beautiful, uh, modality and a resource to like the way that I've been able to like bring out my like playfulness, my dancing, my like feminine energy. How has your experience led to people's healing like what have you how do you take them through a, pr a, a process um maybe if somebody were to like be like i'm curious i'm interested i want to know more what would a like a, a time with you look like the beauty it's funny a client said to me the other day he's like i love how this is just so custom like you just create it as we're doing it yeah. and that is so much of what happens is you know, there are different ways to work with me. You can work with me. Um, I do one week intensives. That's kind of the thing that's lighting me up the most right now is these one week intensives with clients. And then of course you can work with me three months, four months, five months, whatever that looks like. And I also have programs that are where I guide people to start that are online. And that starts with sound healing. So my belief is if we start by clearing our energy centers, we can begin to hear ourselves. So that's where I created my first program that used to be a live program. It's called Glow Up Your Chakras. And it's 14 weeks of sound healings to clear your energy centers, to really dive into that. And then the class, the, the program after that is Glow Up Your Aura. So then we go into the outside field. And then I have Glow Up Your Organs to come back in and go into the actual stress and trauma and emotions that you're carrying in your organs. So that's how I have people work with me. If they're not working one-on-one -on -one with me, that's how I have them work, um, you know, outside of working directly with me when it is one-on-one, -on -one, no matter what format we're working in, we're going to take two hours to go through everything and anything currently going on in the present moment in your life, where you feel that you're restricting yourself, where you're, um, maybe turning a blind eye, what patterns have come up, where are the same stories repeating, um, and, you know, create some intentions of where they want to go. And whether it be a week of working together or longer term, each time we meet, we likely will tap into a new tool or modality to work through whatever's coming up that day, whether it be something like timeline therapy, hypnosis, or, um, Reiki, sound healing, body of light work. Um, I have quite a large toolkit of things I've learned and worked through first, of course, on myself, and then began to share with clients over the years. 
I love it. So I think that this is really cool. And I know you have a lot of like different offerings and it's, it's amazing because you've done this for obviously like the past five years and been doing it full, full time. Correct. Yeah. So like, I have some cute, cool questions because I know that myself included, it's like, how do I get into this like deep work and be able to like really, really like sustain myself and be actually like super fucking successful at it? like yourself, like you have been. There's two parts to this question. And because I know there's people out there that's saying, okay, like, first of all, I want to know how to do this. And then there's second of all, like, I want to learn from her. And so I want to learn how to do this, or I want to heal myself. And like, like we talked about the programs that are created and how maybe, yeah, maybe that's what I'll ask first. Because <laughs> I'm getting excited. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, tell me, what does that like glowing up? Because like, be, like really being in alignment is for me super important. And you know, and I and I, and I, and what I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, is glowing up is really bringing yourself into align alignment, right? So. So as we, as people are able to like glow up or, or, or really put themselves into focusing on these energy centers, why could that be so important for an individual that like really should take the course or look at the course? What does, did that do for you and what can that translate into the two for them? Yeah. Oh my God. I love this. So every program I've created, I created for me first. I actually didn't know they were programs. They were channeled guided sound healings that I was guided to create, to heal myself first and foremost. And it wasn't until I did that, then I was given the message. Okay, now go create a program out of this. And I was like, what does that even mean? Um, so with glow up your chakras, every energy center, um, every chakra is represented by something different. So even if you were to do only as weeks one and two, which is focused on the root chakra, healing the root chakra and activating the root chakra. We're going to dive into things with what is your relationship with your parents? What is their relationship with your ancestors? What did you maybe pick up from your lineage when you came in, in this lifetime? What is your relationship to substances and addictions? Because we hold substances and addictions in the root as well. And it, we also dive into the conversation around money because money ancestors, addiction, this is all stuff that are core wounds or, you know, not wounds. We can make them really beautiful, bright, energetic spots that we hold in the root. And then in weeks three and four, we move into the sacral chakra. So where are you blocked? Is there sexual energy blocked? Is there creative energy blocked? Because those are two in the same situation. So we move into that in the creative, in the sacral chakra, and then it keeps going. So then we move into the solar plexus. Where have you given your power away? Where can you call your power back from? Um, when we move into the solar plexus, we also start talking about food a little bit more relationship with food, intuitive eating. Um, as a former chef, I bring a lot of that into the programs and remind people how to eat for their chakras, as opposed to eating to eat. How do you eat to fuel your energy centers? So that program mm -hmm. dives into everything in those areas with journal prompts, sound healings. I recommend crystals to use essential oils, um, different mantras to say for each of these energy centers to bring them to a place where, you know, it's, I, we can think of 
chakras as a, as a spinning wheel, but I, I almost like to think of them as a light switch that has the on the off and the dimmer. And sometimes the lights are off and sometimes they're dimmer than we want them to be. And this program's about like, we're bringing and turning the switches all the way up and all the way on. I love it. It sounds definitely, I love the, like uh, the dimmer analogy. I think that's really powerful because, you know, it's, it's interesting that we can have like different parts of our energy centers, um, you know, lit right up and others like turn right down. They don't all need to be like up, like, but the goal is to like really creating that, that energy and then like mass massively intensifying them together because then when we're, we're when we have all of them and we create alignment we can actually serve in our greatest capacity to like ourselves and then um our highest self and then each other and then the people that we love right yeah our, our intentions or visions whatever the case may be right so going back now because and you know we had this conversation off air um which is fun uh but like, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, and I know that there's a lot of people in the community, a lot of people that are listening to this podcast all the time that they're like, you know, I can't make money living as a healer, as a guide, as a teacher, as a mentor, as a coach, you know, of like, um, beautiful wisdom and, you know, doing these like mystical, you know, pop like experiences. And I even remember like, I think that like last year when I like went on this like really deep journey, like into the you know jungles of South America and been like, like fucking going deep as hell. People were like, Eric, like what's happening to you? <laughs> like you're getting really into the mystic, you know, like, and I was like, you know, because I'm finding a deeper side of myself and I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, the best relationship that I can really have is with myself. And I remember like stock, starting to talk and like really misunderstanding the way that I wanted to like starting to like show up. And I thought that it needed to come from a place of like, yeah, it's like totally spiritual and I don't have the science behind it. But then I started reading books and like really understanding that science and spirituality really go hand in hand. And really it, call, it all comes down about like, taking all of this unique spiritual awareness and bringing it down to this third dimension and really communicating it in a powerful way so that people can hold that place. And, you know, in the essence, I, I remember saying, like, I, I remember telling you, like, Fuck, I know that I can serve people, but like, how can I serve them? And then, the, and then I came up with this like idea of compassionate leadership. And like, now I'm really like, it's amazing what's happening. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. But, Just because it's the alignment. Like, yeah, it's, it is amazing. Right? It is amazing. I know. <laughs> right? It's so funny. And also and, when it's from the heart. Yeah. And, and when it's on the heart. So, so when there's people out there that are, like, saying, listen, Eric, like, or, or listen, Lauren, like, I don't know how you've been able to build a fully sustainable, successful, abundant business doing these beautiful modalities and serving at this deep level how do you do that what do you tell them 
like the truth of the matter it is like where it all comes from is I have the strongest, most unwavering belief in myself that I had no choice but to build my belief in myself to a point that they're like, of course, like, why wouldn't I be successful at this? There is no other option but to be successful at this because this is who I am and this is what I'm meant to do. And when you are doing something out of pure love, pure love, like, cause that's what this work is. This, this is, this isn't work. I, I tell people all the time. I'm like, you don't pay me for my work. You pay me for my time. Like I said, I live in Miami. I could do plenty of things with my time. I could lay on the beach, but I love what I do so much. And that's, what's made me successful is because I actually love what I do. And when I feel like out of love or out of alignment, it means it's an opportunity for me to pause and see where can I show up for myself again? Because it always starts with us. Where do I need to do the work within myself to show up in that way? That's love. And when my awakening first began, I, I had a, I had a beautiful life in New York and I, I left my nice life with my private chef job. And, you know, like I I had a comfortable life and I moved out to LA with no idea, no idea. I just knew, okay, well, I'm getting these downloads. I need to move to LA. I just got Reiki one and two certified. I don't know. I'll just, I'll I'll be a cannabis chef now. Like I'm moving to LA. I'll be a cannabis chef. That will like be the cool thing. Mm And when I got there, everything really shifted for me in a way that I hadn't expected. Like it was like, God took away my knives and was like, figure out how to do this now. And what this was, was serving from my heart. It was taking away anything tangible because there's nothing physically tangible. I don't hand you something in my work. We, we do work together, but there's no tangible thing. Like when I was making food, I was serving someone a physical plate of love, but now I had taken this plate away, but every day that I serve and I'm serving in love, I'm, I'm serving as, as my highest self and God, the universe source, however you want to put it, honors us for showing up as ourselves and doing the hard work. And the first few months that I was out in LA, I would journal every day. And every day I would sign off my journal entries 10 to 12 times as I was guided with, I am a powerful prolific healer. I'm a powerful prolific healer. I'm a powerful prolific healer. I had no idea what this meant. I was like still in this very confused state. My best friend had just died, but I was finding Reiki. My ancestors who had crossed over were talking to me. No one understood what I was going through. And I couldn't even tell half people what I was experiencing because no one understood it back then. And um, I just kept saying, I'm a powerful prolific healer. I'm a powerful prolific healer. And five years later, I just purchased a home in Miami and like, I have a thriving business. I have an operations manager that I support. I have a bookkeeper that I, you know, I have virtual assistants. I have a team that's helping me and it's because of my unwavering belief in myself. So I think it comes down to that. Like we can choose to be successful or we can choose to be unsuccessful 
don't worry about how to get there. All you have to do is believe in yourself and show up every day for the steps that are given to you. Cause this didn't happen overnight. It took five years. If I had stopped at year two, like, Oh, well, this isn't going to work. Then yeah, it wasn't going to work. I had many other careers that I was like, yeah, this like, isn't that great. Maybe I'll like try the next one. But this for me, like I said, this isn't a career. This, this is my soul. This is mm. my purpose. This is my work. Like there. And if that's what it is for you, nothing's going to stop you from showing up to do it. Even the fear of like, how am I going to pay my bills? I mean, exactly. And and I did, whether it was that I worked for a company that left me with a few pounds of cannabis and I would trade the guy at the farmer's market in LA cannabis for food to eat for the week or the month that I met this girl at like a women's circle and was like, Hey, I like don't know how I'm going to pay my rent this month. Like, do you want to be my roommate? Cause I was traveling and got a roommate in my one bedroom apartment for a month. And, you know, I think those are the stories. My clients know them and I share them here and there, but like, they're not the ones that are out there as much, but like, the struggle's fucking real to figure it out. It's not like an overnight thing, but that's like, that's the beauty. Like all of the stories that got me to here, I'm so thankful it's, for it, it really is. It really is the most beautiful part of it is because the stories are the journey or part of the journey. And, um, you know, I was, I was, I, same, same place that I was up at earlier today, you know, and I was sharing my story about like you know this the, these moments of of struggle of uncertainty and it's these experiences it's these moments of uncertainty that 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 really they are the fabric of who we become right it's the resilience that we create through our connectedness to our heart and we amplify them with our minds you know, and it's, it's like, it's so powerful. It's so powerful because I think that we oftentimes, and, and I think that I'll speak on my behalf, you know, and, you know, maybe people will resonate with this, that we forget about like our gift that we can actually work and it can be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Like your job can be like the thing that you desire most. It doesn't just needs to be like, you know, successful or famous athletes or musicians or talent. Like you could be doing what you truly want to be doing and get paid for it. It's possible. Yeah, it really is. It really is. But we're, I think like in our society, we're here in the U.S. Like it's, we're taught, like you get a job, you work your nine to five job, you, you work forever and then eventually retire. And then you like go see the world. And it's like, no, see the world now, live your life now. Like I, I tell people all the time, like I moved to Miami beach, I retired and people are like, you retired. I'm like, yeah, I still work. Cause I love what I do, but essentially like I'm retired. Like I, I live a life of someone that can choose to do what they want to do. But here's the thing. Everyone has that choice 
if you can spend the time program reprogramming yourself to actually believe that because for so long I thought, Oh, I have to have my nine to five job. I work in Manhattan. I'm going to, you know, I thought it had to be a certain thing. And now that Mm. I know that life doesn't have to be this box that I was shown life is so expansive. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I resonate with that. Like, deeply like yeah, I mean I should take a little note from you with all the trips you're on (laughs) no like 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 my life is is this place is this planet you know so I really resonate with you and I think that uh you know having this activation of being able to just like go get up and go and like not having anything behind is like is is what our soul truly wants is what our like spirit really wants what it needs what it desires and I love that you, you know, you have this, this like frequency where you're like, yeah, like I'm going to go and I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that. Well, you know, we've met in Tulum, you've done a number of different trips, you know, recently that I've just been watching and observing. And I think that this is the gift that, you know, we can all learn from is like our life doesn't need to be locked in one place. And it's like, yeah, it's nice to have a base somewhere, but we can definitely still like wake up and go and, I think that those are the moments that allow us to like step through to, to the uncertainty again. Right. Like, you know, and let me ask you this question, Lauren. It's like when we were kids, right. When you were a child, what was the thing that like you were like, when you knew that you were going somewhere, but you didn't know what the outcome like, didn't that just like, how did that make you feel? You know? It's interesting. Cause I, I, I can just remember one instance, um, like leaving camp one summer, like it was like camp was over. So I knew where I was going, but it was like still such a shift. And I remember I, I had crazy butterflies in my stomach that, that morning and I got sick and it was because I would get so anxious at a young age over like something shifting that like it brought up so much fear inside of me that I didn't understand back then. And now as an adult, I've actually been able to understand that that fear and anxiety is healthy when in like a control, like when you can understand what's happening, like, Hey, you're going to be okay. And like talking to myself, like, you're going to be okay. We're going on a journey. Um, so now from the adult perspective, I love taking the leaps. I love jumping. I love to just get on a plane and, and go somewhere and explore. And I have to say, I, I think I think one of the most important lessons that's been coming up a lot for me, like even in client sessions, is this reminder that I'm no one's guru. Like I, I, my first program I ever created was the guru and you, that was like glow up your chakras original name, because I'm not somebody's guru. I don't want people to work with me for an eternity. I don't want you to think that I only have the answers because the answers are inside of us. Do coaches help? Of course we, we help move quantum leaps. We help see things that maybe we're ignoring. Right. But my greatest teacher for the most the, the early part of my awakening was being alone somewhere I'd never been before and walking streets and noticing signs, noticing artwork, noticing numbers, noticing letters, noticing patterns, noticing 
people's initials, noticing faces that looked similar. Um, because all of it comes, it, it all is part of our soul and a mirror of what's inside of us. And I think to me, that's the most fun part is, um, being in the game. Um, you know, when you get to get on that plane and go explore somewhere, it's like, I think of it as like clue or guess who it's like, Oh my God, like what's going to happen at this next spot of the adventure. I love that. And I think that that's the excited part that I was referring to is like, where's that next spot. But I'm curious to know, because you said something that like, how old were you when you had this anxiety, this like moment of like, I want to say I was probably like nine that summer. Mm. Do you feel like that was something that uh, may have been developed inside of you over the course? Because, you know, we know at, at the age of seven that our ego and our, our um, you know, our, our, our like limitation of like separation was created. So I'm, I'm just curious to know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Something created. Something yeah. created because, for sure. Because I think um, that like if you go back even further, let's go to a different like point, like before that seven. And I'm curious to know if you had a moment of like, fuck it. I don't care where I'm going. I'm excited. Like I'm like ready to like pack all my shit up, jump on mom and dad and say like, let's go. You know, I'm really curious if you've had any of those moments because for me, they're very prominent. I can't tell you one that I could think of. No. Okay. No, um, no, of course, like, and now I'm like running timeline therapy in my head to like, I'm like running the program. Like, what do I need to know? It needs to be clear, but I, it's interesting because something I've been working on for the, a little over the last year is remembering ages one through seven more. I have a lot of pictures of my childhood. So I remember things through photos. So I try, I'm, I've been working on, okay, let me release what I think I know from this photo or the stories I've been told to try to remember. And that's where finally, um, just like three months ago, this memory came up of me being on a changing table, seeing spirits at three months old came from, and this fear that I had around it. So I think I grew up unknowingly while I had super happy childhood, amazing relationship with my family, my parents, there's some sort of anxiety and fear that I had underlying within myself because I didn't know how to express, um, like the, what I was feeling in terms of my gifts and my mediumship. So a lot of it, I think, got bottled up in, in the ways of like anxiety and fear and scared because it was so unknown. So I think what, what's coming, what's coming up for me now as we therapize it is um, that the emotions got entangled with like this feeling of anxiety because I don't know what this is. And then that feeling of like anxiety, happiness um, and anxiety, excitement. Hmm. do you see what i mean there and so 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 you do you believe that from the moment you were one to seven or zero to seven that you actually were in this place of uh like true disconnection or connection in a place where you felt 
like you were worried because you were you had fear already created um in your in in your heart or your mind i'm just trying to get some clarity because i'm curious this is really powerful stuff for me. yeah i'm 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 like i'm just gonna like ask myself i know some of my fear comes from previous lifetimes um, it's not only what was created from one to seven, it's stuff that I stepped into this lifetime with uh, a lot of work. I've actually been doing the last few weeks. I've been clearing some really, um, heavy lifetimes that no longer serve me that I needed to get down further, um, within myself to be able to even see these for the first time. So I do think some of that has to do with the fear that I had, even at a young age, I remember like and so many kids, like I didn't want to be ever left in the basement last with the lights off. Like I would, I would scream running up the stairs if someone mm -hmm. left me in the basement with the lights off. Um, cause I needed people to know I was there. I didn't want anyone to forget. So there's like all these weird, um, fear things. I, just, that I, I, I want it. I, I, I love it though, because I think that that's like a, like a scaredy cat type of fear. So my thought is like, I really truly believe and it's like, there's this moment when we're kids that we want to be playful and we bring out this like unique curiosity, right? That there is no giving up, right? There is no like, I'm, I don't care how many times I fall down the stairs, I'm going to get back up, you know, like I'm going to, I may break my nose, I may break my jaw and I'm, I'm going to cry so many times, but I'm still going to go down the stairs and I'm going to still try to get back up. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no like fear on that level, you know? And to me, I also think of like, as children, we really pay attention to the uncertainty. So knowing that we don't know what's showing up for us in the future, we're actually embracing that. And so like, I think of like, you know, when I, when I grew up and, you know, I was this adult and I wanted to go on this vacation, I got excited about going on that vacation because I didn't know what to expect on that vacation or, or how it was going to look like only to discover that I would come back to, to fucking my job and be so miserable in the security that I held at home. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. So what, I, what I'm trying to decipher here is like how or if you've experienced these moments of like, no, 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 like, I don't care. I'm not like, and what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is that although Today, you may, you may even say like, oh, maybe they're worth fear, but maybe you were more curious when you were three, four months looking at these fucking spirits and saying like, wow, this is the coolest thing I don't know. Like, how do I deal with this? Like, is that anxiety or is that excitement is my curiosity? Um, so I feel like this excitement is something that it's not to say I haven't been excited ever before, but it's something I've really only experienced in the most freeing way in the last five years. Mm. Like that playful excitement of the unknown and like getting on a plane and experiencing is something I've only been experiencing the last five years. Prior to that, did, did I like travel, like go places, have a life? Yes. But I was living at such a different frequency and a resonance that I've lived at, that I live at now and have for the last five years, 
where in the last five years, I've been able to embrace the unknown. And prior to that, I unknowingly was trying to control and manipulate my life to fit inside of a box that I was never meant to be in from the first place. Do you feel like you've been able to come back to that little child again? Is Oh, exactly- a thousand percent. That's who yeah. I am now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, oh my God, like the wonder and play that I live in yeah. now on a regular basis. I'm like, I, I feel like that child for the first time, or maybe not the first time, but I'm connecting with her in a way that is so epically beautiful and loving. Mm. Um, and that's, that's the work. Like, that's so much of what I do with my clients is like, okay, but like, how do we get back here? How do we get back to who you were right before you came out of the womb? But even in the womb, right, we pick up all this stuff from our parents also and our mm-hmm. ancestors. So how do we bring you back to that, like, beautiful, perfect soul? So that's, you know, I keep I, every day I work to come more and more in alignment with that. I love it. And I think that that's like literally the, the, it's beautiful to see because I like, I believe that we're all these kids, you know, we're all kids, you know, in this like adult body and we've created this like adult mind, but the essence is in our heart is the 40,000 neurocytes that belong in our heart or there are in our heart. And it's from this, this intelligence that we actually are amplified. And from here we amplify, amplify our mind and so it's the resilience that's created within our hearts that is amplified by the mindset but we need to focus on heart set so honestly uh thank you like thank you for your wisdom your grace your beauty i have a last question before before we go actually before before i go into the last question if anybody wants to know more about you uh wants to find out more information how do they best find out more information or connect with you uh, you can connect with me on Instagram or my website. Both are Lauren Courtney Heels or laurencourtneyheels.com. Beautiful. Super easy. Thank you so much. And last question. If you had three days left to live, what would you do? Oh, if I had three days left to live. Okay. Well, I feel like I'd spend a day in New York. Um, like with my parents and my sister, with my, my family and eat at all my favorite restaurants and go to a bunch of museums and see a show and walk around Central Park and walk around Chinatown, like do every, like all my favorite New York things all in one wrapped in one beautiful, magical New York city day. Um, then I'd be a little tired from day one. So I would fly over to LA, my second city that I lived in that was home. Um, and honestly, I would like go to the beach with like a beautiful fucking like joint and chill on the beach for a few hours, maybe like sit with some other plant medicine for, for two years, I was sober from plant medicine and, um, it's been invited back into my life recently. So I feel like that would be the place to go honor that in in my last days. Um, and my third and final day, and I would spend time with friends in LA, but that's the just like beach chill vibe. And my third and final day, I would spend on a yacht in the South of France 
with every person that like I truly love and have like heart resonance with um, in a magical epic like rebirthing ceremony because if it's my final three days it just means I'm ascending somewhere even greater so like why not ascend from the yacht right up right on up to heaven (laughs) I love it yeah you'll be there that ah you're amazing thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you um this was really meaningful thank you for your time your energy your brilliance your strength um your wisdom Uh, thank you look forward to uh, make sure you go check out uh, Lynn, um, Lauren at uh, at uh, what, what's sorry. Give me your your uh, Lauren Instagram Courtney Hills. Lauren Courtney Hills. Uh, make sure to go check it out and do me a huge favor, everybody. Go and honestly look at the content, the brilliance, the love that she shares. It's really beautiful. Um, her words are powerful. And uh, like, follow, comment. And yeah, honestly, Lauren, thank you so much for your love. I appreciate you so much. I love you so much. And and I just want to share this reflection with you that I've told you in person when we met, you your energy was so powerful that it scared me in a way that I that I like to be pushed and I like to be scared that maybe my five-year-old back then didn't, but this this version of me does. And your presence has allowed for me to grow. And anyone that gets to listen to your podcast or meet you in person, anyone that steps into each space with you, they are receiving so much growth and wisdom by simply being in your presence. And I think that's one of the most beautiful gifts that we can all offer the world is when we are simply our truest self, when we are truly in our heart space, the gifts that we show people are so powerful and we can choose to look in the mirror or we can choose to run away and there's no fault in either direction. But I want to thank you for being a mirror that I was able to look in this last year and really have some powerful growth in ways that I didn't even know would show up for me. So thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. Thank you for those kind and sweet words. It means so much to me. It really does. I love you so much. We'll talk soon. Love you. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to The Resilient Minds. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please make sure to go comment and like and follow us on iTunes or Spotify. And make sure, please make sure that if you really love this, to share this episode and make sure that you're inviting all your friends to like it as we continue to unfold what the beauty of our minds does. More importantly, how powerful our heart level of intelligence can be when we combine our heart and our brain together. And more importantly, check out the alignment course that I've created. It's seriously there for you to take advantage of at www.ericbalance.com forward slash alignment. See you on the next show.